Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right. Up next. Everybody, Vince Frank, the sports governor, coming to you in two minutes. Sports in today's society, fame, ironically, a little David Boy. We'll be back in two minutes for Sports Done Right. 
hats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! Sure isn't. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor extraordinaire, coming in. And, man, look, man, I I got no notes in front of me. I got no stats. I got no numbers. Everything coming straight from the heart. It's one of these eye test type of shows because I've been looking at some stuff here. In the past few days, society, sports, you know, they often tell us sports is the the crossroads or sports and society often uh, meet at the crossroads, right? So it's, it's one of these things where I just wanted to talk about it. I'm sick of kind of, you know, in this day and age, you got to be careful what you say, got to be careful what you do and, and not to offend this person, this group, that group. And, you know, a lot of times people want to say things and in today's world, you just can't. So we're going to get into that tonight. Sports and society, where are we at right now? Tom Izzo, this is really what kind of got me going with, with this whole show topic. Tom Izzo has it out, yells at a player. And got, you know, heated. So that's what really got the Gov thinking about all this. And then there was, and again, you see, you hear the trepidation in my voice because this is where, you know, jobs nowadays, they have social media kind of waivers. You know, while... And I, you know, I just signed, I just started a new job last week. I, I, I signed one, you know, just kind of be careful what you put on your Facebook, on your Instagrams and Twitters and all this other stuff, right? You got to be careful what you do, what you say. And I get it. You know, part of you is an extension. You're representing the company. 
And I'm going to hold my thought right there as I got some homies I want to welcome in our Spreaker.com chat room. I want to say what up to the one and only Georgia State alum. And uh, congrats, by the way, on your squad getting to the NCAAs. The one and only Sluggo, the Hammer, X-Squad, legal representation. We call him a lawyer, even though he's more of a financial mind, but Sluggo in the house. Oh, bullshit, look who's up in here. The train must be parked tonight. And by the way, great show last night on the train. The one and only that ninja T from Huntsville. Let's do it stew style. T from Huntsville in the house. What up, ninja? That ninja, as he says. He's over there uh, with his daughter's volleyball. And shout out to uh, Little little Miss Ninja as well. I'm glad to see she's sticking with that volleyball. That is a great, great sport. And girls doing some big things. And by the way, man, get her up to Minnesota. We're number one ranked in the country a lot of times if she can stand the winner. But appreciate you, Ninja. And um, Monday nights are just a bad night for me. I don't know if I ever told you that, that Ninja. And so I, I listen to the Underground Railroad a lot on, on demand. I, I just can't get in there live. But but do know the Gov is listening. Cedric Galloway, always supporting us, man. What up, said L.A. Laker, L.A. Raider, <laughs> back in the day. What up? Raiders are picking up every useless quarterback in the market. John Gruden, they... They, why did they have to, have to bring back John Gruden? I digress. We'll get maybe we'll get into that a little bit later as well. That ninja says Cedric. I'm not subjecting myself to that type of pain. Uh, that ninja's a Raiders fan as well. Uh, I refuse the waiver wire. Mike Mayock is our GM. Uh, sad shit as he says. Uh, Big Mike from Eden Prairie always joining us and uh, listening through Spreaker as well. What up, Mike on the Twitter sphere? Gov, good to hear you from the western suburbs. Glad to hear you back. Um, appreciate that, Mike. Real quick, we got a couple, a couple other people. Some shout-outs. We have... Who do we have here? We have Jordan from Chicago, Illinois, listening to us as well. What up, Jordan? And we have Myron listening from all the way from Indiana. By the way, Indiana in a good scrap right now with uh, Wichita State in the NIT. So society, let's get back to it here. I mean, let's let's just get straight to this. Um, you can't say things. You, 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 you know. People say we're oversensitive, which I I definitely agree. We are uh, a lot of times. You know, I come from, you know, recently turning 50 years old. I guess I'm old school. I'm an old head, as as the kids like to say nowadays. But can the kids take criticism nowadays? I I don't know if I'd even want to try being a, a coach in today's sports world. And And props to all of them doing it, man. But listen. If you can't confront your kid to try and make them a better player, and I, I look, I get it, man. You know, just abhorrent yelling and screaming for no real reason is bullshiggity. But let's just start with the Izzo thing. 
What did you guys think? I didn't think it was that bad. I know sometimes people have, you know, a real problem with somebody, another person getting in your face. You know, at 18, these, you know, we, we call them young men, but they are men, boys. They're, they're not boys anymore. They're, you know, 18, they tell us we're adults. And Izzo, who, you know, is a championship coach, a, you know, a Hall of Fame coach, knows how to motivate. I mean, this is, look, we have all come up and played sports and have dealt, you know, with coaches who yell and scream. You know, I have a problem if they actually do get physical with you for obvious reasons. Whether that's a, a, a you know, even a little poke in the chest might, might you know, send me. I don't want to say it would send me over the edge, but, you know, I'm just not one for laying hands on. But, hey, you can yell and scream and, and do all that. I've been through that. And so when I look and saw what Tom Izzo did to his player, I was just like, look, man. And H-Rap. Oh, by the way, welcome H-Rap in the uh, house, the host of the End of the Bench podcast here on Spreaker.com. Again, make sure you're following that ninja, the Underground Railroad Show on Spreaker.com as well. Um, H-Rap here in our chat room says, I would ask how he would have felt if that was a young lady. Totally... Totally agree. Different scenario. And and that is that is something. Now, do you take Gino Ariema? And if he does the same thing, what does that look like in today's society? And I, I really wish I, I should have reached out. I wanted to reach out to my sister. Um, and maybe I'll get her on in, in the following weeks here. She played at the University of Minnesota with Lindsey Whalen. Her and Lindsey Whalen and the rest of the Gophers of that era are, are great friends. And my sister, I would love to get her points of view on this if she'd be willing to speak on that. But I hear you, A-Trap. I personally wouldn't do that to a young lady. But let's just kind of keep it on script here for the purpose of what I'm saying. And that's just Izzo and his player. I didn't have an issue with it. You know, he wasn't Bobby Knight in the dude where he's grabbing him by the throat. I'm sorry, I was reading H Rap's response exactly, so shouldn't he be held to the same standard? Very valid point. Very valid point. I'm just saying, me personally, H Rap, I didn't have an issue with it. Um, if you did, sir, in the chat room, or by the way, feel free to call in. I got to do a better job of getting that number out. 651-968-0124. I'll get that in the chat room here momentarily. Um, HREP, if you do want to call him, man, you are more than welcome to anytime. And everybody else out there as well. Again, that is 651-968-0124. And then another thing last night, or what, it might have been a couple nights ago. I think it was last night. And I've seen some stuff kind of floating around Twitter they had the high school dunk contest or a high school dunk contest. I don't think this was like the big one, part of the McDonald's all-star weekend, anything like that. And people were upset that a female basketball player received perfect scores in every single round for some pretty, I don't want to say mundane dunks, but you know, they were okay dunks. 
And now that's kind of blown up. And there's an article on Sports Done Right's Facebook page by, oh, geez, give me a second here. I thought I had that written down. As I jump on here, trying to see who that was written by. And again, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right. Um, You can find us Tuesday nights here on Spreaker.com. By the way, now you can also find us on Stitcher Radio, iTunes. That's right, the infamous iTunes. And you can also find us on TuneIn Radio. So no matter what your streaming service or pleasure is, you can now find Sports Done Right pretty much everywhere. And don't, if you can't catch us live, make sure you listen to us on demand anytime. Okay, where is that article? All right, rigging dunk contest for girls isn't feminism, it's the opposite. And that's from minnesotasportsfan.com. Looks like it says it's posted by Eric Strack. That is uh, today. And he's pretty pissed off about it. You know, he's in his article, he's cussing and all this stuff. Um, but apparently, and I'm trying to find a young lady's name here that won. Her name was Fran. Oh, geez. I apologize. Where's Fran's last name? Anyway. So this article came through on Twitter. Fran Belibi, excuse me. And again, you can see the dunks, you know, they're okay. But then for her to receive perfect scores and win the contest and, and Hey, the guys were celebrating and high fiving her and doing all those things. And that's cool. Um, I'll just read you a quick drop here of what he says on this dunk contest. It says, look, I don't consider myself a feminist, but I don't consider my, or or definitely not a sexist either. Um, Eric also goes on to say one other thing that I am not is blind. I'm not effing blind. And most people on this earth aren't blind. Um, this perfect score for Fran Belibi in all four rounds is a large cracking of steaming BS. I'm all for powerful women. I am currently raising one, he says, and I've been with her mother for eight years and that time and watched her blah, 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 blah. But if this is your feminism, then you're doing it wrong. It's cool that Frank can dunk and she probably won a women's dunk contest, but she didn't win this contest. In fact, she shouldn't have been competing. Not because she's a woman, because she wasn't as good as the other contestants. So what do we think there? Should men and women be competing in these types of contests? That ninja says, no problem, Vince. Everybody has a life. I catch you on demand as well. Thank you. Appreciate that, that ninja. And by the way, what up to Grego? Time six, you big New England Patriot backer. You the one and only Grego joining us as well. You know, we've seen this over time. Should a... Should this young lady have even been in the contest with the guys? I don't. (laughs) I mean, I would say no, but then again, am I a sexist? Am I? See, that's the whole thing. We can't agree to disagree. 
We can't have differing opinions. And if you say one thing, you're going to piss off everybody else or a certain group or this or that. Cedric Galloway here says, whoops, we backed that up. Times have changed. I remember during basic training in the Army, drill sergeants yelling and screaming at male and females. Now I think they don't go at recruits hard anymore. I heard that too, Cedric. That'd be interesting to kind of follow up on that. But yeah, I definitely heard that too. Um, I don't know. Go watch the film. Go watch the highlights from the dunk contest and make up your own mind. Now, most people are going to say, and most people today would say, oh, well, who's it hurting and this and that. But I, you know, I was a little perplexed as to what was happening and it was just like, okay, well, cool. Now, we've seen this happen in three-point shooting contests as well. I don't know. All right. Got a caller on the line here. And caller, who do we got on Sports Done Right tonight? Oh, this is H-Rap, man. Hey, what up, H-Rap? How you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Enjoying the show as usual. Good, good. My... Well, man, My, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to, to definitely give us a shout out, man. I know you got some opinions on this, HRAP, so why don't you just go ahead and we'll just kind of get into it a little bit. Okay. I come from the same line of thought as you. And I uh, believe that, like, for me, from me and your perspective, yes, there's nothing wrong with it. But I, like, you mentioned Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight didn't just start off grabbing kids by the neck. He started off being a little animated, and then he continued to push the envelope. Very good and point. it seems as if, it seems as if Izzo, okay, getting back on D is important, especially in the tournament. But my personal opinion is Izzo was a little more wound up than normal simply because of his, pre, his, his recent history in the tournament. I believe his reputation was on the line. He hasn't made it out the first weekend in quite some time. Therefore, he overreacted. I, too, am an Izzo fan, but there's a way to do that without clowning because you're old enough. I know you're old enough to remember the whole Latrell Sprewell situation, right? Oh, absolutely. From what I've heard, even back then, People were saying it, they are shocked it took uh, uh, PJ. It took that long for somebody to put hands on PJ Carlissimo. So if you're that wound up, if this was Bobby Knight, we wouldn't give Bobby Knight any leeway. We would go, oh, blah, yo, know, this is wrong. So if we're going to crucify Bobby Knight, we got to get everybody. That's that's my only issue. If we're going to get mad at Vince Wright and H-Rap, we got to get mad at Ninja, Grego, and, and Cedric as well. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I hear you, man. And very well put. Now, H-Rap, now, do you have daughters at all? Yes. I have a okay. daughter and a son, one and one. Okay, okay, cool. How do we feel if, let's kind of reverse the roles, if this was a female coach going after the female basketball player, do you think it would have got the same type of pub that it did, you know, because it's Izzo and Michigan State and, you know, all that? I think, actually, I think they would have drawn it out more simply because it is a a Me Too movement. I think it would have been more, uh, dramatic because they look look at this is abuse. They immediately went to the abuse. They pulled the abuse card almost immediately. If you ask me, okay. 
Yeah, man. And like I said, I I didn't have a problem with it. I, I will admit I definitely am more of an old school mentality. But I wanted to talk about it because I knew people did have, obviously people had an issue with it, but I also thought people were making some pretty valid points on both sides of the issue. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, yeah. You know, let me ask you this, man. You know, you got kids, they'll be coming up playing sports, things like that. If that happened to your kid, let's bring it down to the high school level because we hear of all kinds of stuff and bullshiggity going on at the high school levels. How does right. H-Rap handle that you you know your your daughters come home oh my god dad and you know she's in tears what what does h-rap do as a father when you have a coach that is uh let's just say questionable in their tactics okay if it's a questionable coach then i need to address it if i have a relationship with the coach then it's a suck it up because it, it really depends on the reputation and my relationship with this person uh if I just know you are a uh, hard nose, then hey, that's life. Because at, at my house, my kids are adults now, uh, okay. twenty one and twenty five. Oh, okay, I'm the bad cop. When I when I was married, I was the bad cop. So, the so ditto. <laughs> I, I get it. Right, <laughs> I, I get, I get. That's what I'm saying. I get the Izzo thing. The only issue I have with Izzo is when you walk up to him, you tap him in his stomach, you 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 get on him, cool. It's, the reason I am questioning his motive is because he wouldn't let it go. He kept going, and then he started jumping in the kid's face. That's not coaching. That's a little too much. Okay. Even though I'm old school, I, I I wasn't the kid that liked when coaches got in my face. Right. Just tell me, and I'm a I'm a I was I was a self corrector. I I wouldn't shut down, but I'd be like, you know what? I don't like, it. you know, I'll just my I, I was just using a coach as an end to a means, you know, ends to a mean. I went to uh, Westinghouse. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that in Chicago. That's the school that produced Eddie Johnson, Mark Aguirre, and Hersey Hawk. Oh, so, sure, sure, okay, okay. So the coaches were pretty tough, but I believe true coaching is identifying who you are and what you will respond to. Now, if we tell him that this kid responds better to that, then okay. But I still don't like the fact that he was lunging in the kid's face and just – he seemed to not want to let it go. That was my only issue. A-trap, man, and that's exactly why I'm glad you called in because, I mean, now that I've kind of thought about it, just by listening from you, I mean, I've kind of changed my opinion a little bit. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Um, let me ask you this, man. Have you ever coached when your kids were were coming up? No, I haven't. I've never okay. coached at all on any level. Uh, I was, you know, I was, I would, you know, shag balls and stuff like that, but I've never been, I've never actually been a coach, not at all. Okay. Well, either of I, I well, I did it one year, but I don't really count it, but so did you now you played sports growing up what did you play yeah i played uh, i played all three major sports I played baseball football basketball i played outfield and baseball because i'm left-handed they don't want you playing things but that i played basketball and i played my the, the, my strong suit was football i played defensive back and football what now you talked a little bit about how a coach can motivate you without getting in your face have you ever had a coach 
that, in your opinion, might have went over the line, um, you know, maybe a, a poke in the chest or just whatever it was? Did you had did you ever run into anybody like that? And if so, how did you handle it? I never had. You know what? I never had a coach cross the line. Technically, I wasn't the yell at me kid. I wasn't. I really didn't like. My mom was tough, so I'm like, hold it, man. I don't need nobody else yelling at me. That's that was my whole deal. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, but you know, so I was like, look, look, you know, I once I had a coach get in my face, and I just went to him after practice. I was like, look, man, you can just tell me, and because I was I I I talk trash inside of games. I, coaches didn't really know I was a trash talker. Okay. But I so they just thought I was stoic. As silly as I am on my show and as and as bombastic as I can be. Right. In practice I never said anything. And I talked trash in the game. I was a insane trash talker in the game. But so the fact that I brought it to him, I think uh uh coach Jimmy Fields was like, Oh, oh, okay, I may have crossed the line. So. You know, yeah, it's and, not, and I thought about it, too, because I've, you know, I had a couple coaches kind of get in my grill a little bit. But again, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. was back in, you know, the 80s and just didn't think right. about it the way you do nowadays. And, I, you know, and I was thinking about it driving home today. You know, if that would have happened today, would I have handled it the same way? Because I was just kind of like, OK, coach, OK, coach, I got you. And then after it persisted for a little bit. I wish I could have said some things, but I didn't. I just kind of took it. And then right. I tried to work on my game so that didn't happen again. Right. I, and that was that – was, but I, this one instance, uh, uh, Coach Fields got in my face, and it was it was, it was was kind of out of character for him. I let everything dissipate. I sucked it up. And after the uh, – because uh, me and him had a very good relationship. We lived – like uh, uh, he would actually catch the bus with me on the way home, so we lived in the same direction. And right. after the after the practice, I just say, hey, "Hey, coach, um, yeah, I don't really like to be yelled at." And because of our relationship, I think he he was taken back, taken aback because he never yelled at me again. He stayed on my butt, and he, he you know he, oh, yeah, he, he yeah. would push me to the yeah. limit. He didn't take it easy, but he never did that again now h-rap is the host by the way and and you know a new voice here on sports done right and by the way h-rap man you you got the number you call in anytime i'm doing a show if you got something to say or just want to drop your two cents you're more than welcome to anytime but let me ask you this man um and then i I do got a couple of sports questions since i do got you on the line i'll let you get out of here okay enjoy your night i got time i got time all right perfect man h rap on the uh, show with us here sports done rights vince right the sports governor x squad affiliates want to say what up the real cast out there as well um jungle brother i got you jungle brother on the the h rap show that's right i forgot about that (laughs) yeah yeah i remember that yeah yes um so let me ask you man today's athletes you know we we talk a lot of crap about them. We talk a lot of uh, shit about them. But what do you think in this kind of age of the Me Too movements and you know just you know the the sensitivity of the, of the whole landscape? What do you think about today's athletes? Can they handle it? Um, I and I get no. it's a different day and time, but how do you feel about them? 
I I don't really like today's athlete at all. Uh, because okay, if Vince Wright and Brian Williams, that's my name, that's my legal name. Mm-hmm. If Vince Wright and Brian Williams would have made it to the pros, I think we would have handled this way better. We didn't have social media. We didn't have any right. of these these yep. things. So if the media would have got in our face, we would have been like a fish out of water. Yep. But seeing how Twitter will get in your face, Instagram will get in your face, people have no problem interacting with you. Today's athletes like a Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, they kind of disappoint me with them with them being up, so upset. We didn't have, quote-unquote, media training. Right. We've seen this. This is a generation that grew up with ESPN. Me and you grew up with the Sport News and Sports Illustrated. <laughs> exactly. And George, <laughs> and George Michael Sports Machine. Sports Machine. We were not prepared for this. Right. You're 25 years old and you can't deal with the media. I think you're kind of soft, man. I'm sorry. I just can be kind of soft. You know, and I mean, I, I, you know, I get it. If, if, if you're going to go on Twitter and you're going to buy into this social media landscape that we're mm-hmm. in now as an athlete and you let it get to you, then yeah, that's kind of on you. So, you know, I mean, Kevin Durant having burner Twitter, tweet, tweet accounts and. Right. Everybody always kind of griping and, and, and complaining about all this stuff, but yet there they are, the first ones on social media doing their thing. It's like, look, man, you got to take the good with the bad here. If I was an athlete today, I don't, I mean, I get, you know, there's kind of a brand thing and a marketing aspect and all this stuff to, to your Twitter and Instagrams, but is it is it really worth it if you handle it like Kevin Garnett and how other athletes have, you know, if you're kind of, you know, if you're, if you're like him, why are you on Twitter? Why are you on Instagram? Exactly. I don't get that, man. No, a trap. I don't either, man. And it's again, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it on this show, because, you know, you hear these guys, oh man, it's, you know, uh, social media, all, all they do is bitch and complain at me. And, you know, they go after my families, they go after my dogs, my cats. I mean, then why the hell are you on this stuff? I mean, <laughs> take Katie. I mean, you making all the money in the world. You're, you're winning rings. Forget how people say you got there. I mean, if I was, look, if I was KD, I'd be like, look, I, hey, y'all pissed that I, I did what I did, but I went and backed it up. Granted, I joined the Warriors, but he went, he got his little two, uh, NBA, you know, finals MVPs. Right. You know, he, he looked LeBron in the face and threw the three down over him. I mean, enjoy fucking life and excuse the language, man. But I just sit here and I'm like millions of dollars. You got the honeys. Cars, you know, should be. You know, we're talking generational wealth for, for young African-American men. And and by the way, H-Rap, in case I, I, you know, I think I might have told you, I'm from the west side of Chicago myself. Ditto. You know, Henry Horner Projects, 1920 Washington Boulevard. Two blocks from what I still call Chicago Stadium. Yeah. So we know, you know, when you come from dire beginnings and to actually beat it, beat the odds and, and get it, what in the world are you worried about Joe Blow in Paducah, Kentucky, 
uh, calling you out over something? I man, uh, 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 I don't get it, man. Like you said, man, I was born on the west side. I was born in the village, man. Okay, you know over there, okay. and, and we moved to Old Town. I was oh, the west side. Nice. Okay, so, yeah. Hey, man, I got family in K Town, so of course I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. I can't imagine Vince Wright or Brian Williams at some point get mad because somebody in Nowheresville, America, is mad at me, or right. you don't like. Because, okay, if Nike gave me a $200 million sneaker deal, that means a bunch of people buying my sneakers. If I'm one of the more popular guys in the league, that means a bunch of people like me. If anything short of sexual abuse and murder, my fans will still like me. Absolutely. And, and again, I just, that's the thing. I mean, I'm just looking at it like my life has just changed, man. I, I hit the lottery. But yes. I'm gonna be sitting up here creating burner accounts and all pissed <laughs> off over some bullshit. No, no. I am going to make Man. sure my family and friends are taken care of and, and to build the more generational wealth and exactly. to help people out and you know the you know hey man, I, I my mom used to tell me the stories. I used to get the free breakfast program from the uh, Black Panthers over there on the west side before I was I am, I again. am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And I would love to have that type of income where I could go back to 1920 Washington Boulevard, by the way, the project's torn down now because it's been gentrified over um, with the doctors moving in for the medical campus over at UIC. But you to ready go for back, uh, I'm sorry, I go ahead, 20, I, live, I live 2311 Monroe, so I live down Boom. where you grew up at. Exactly. And, but to go back to that neighborhood, man, and improve some churches and to put in some programs uh, to fix up Malcolm X College over there, where my mom oh, went you know to what? for a minute. You don't even have to. They have a brand new building. Thank you. Nice. All right. All right. But yeah, I mean, I, I just don't get it, man. How I, I don't understand how I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do for my entire this. I am living my honest to God dream. Right. How the hell could I let Vince Wright, Brian Williams, Dad Ninja, or anybody else anger me? Like, okay, whatever. And, you know, but maybe that's the bigger question, H-Rap. How come these dudes can't get that mindset that we have? Different times, I guess. Yeah, but that's the, that's the, that's the difference in that ninja, Vince Wright, Jungle Brother, and these dudes. Because we understood, we understand and understood where we come where we came from. This is right. what I'm finna say. I hope it's not taken the wrong way. But I honestly be- believe this. Enough of us haven't seen others suffer in twenty eleven. I mean twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Because uh if you've seen others that look like you suffer, like our parents know people who actually were lynched. Yes. Yep. Our parents knew, knew situations to where you can't go over there. These young people feel like they are entitled. And America hasn't changed that much. We like mm-hmm. to believe we have. And as a society, we haven't. I, I constantly say on my show, 
we continue to put our friends, our family, and our, our co-workers who are different from us in the same bag as these crackpots. And that's just not the truth. Right. So our community, we need to embrace the fact that we know good people, but everybody's not a good person. So when you identify that, you won't be easily bruised by what someone said. Uh, I was watching an interview, Vince. Sorry to get off the uh, No, no, no. Hey, man, i got all the time in the world. I love this. Uh, as Ninja said here, and by the way, thank you, Ninja, in the chat room. Good back and forth. So, yeah, man, keep thank going. You too, Ninja. Uh, I was watching an interview with Bill Duke, the, the, the director. Yes, I, said, I, I met Bill Duke at a Tyson fight, uh, the Frank Bruno uh, rematch in 1996 oh, wow. at the MGM Grand. Great dude. He says he remembers walking down the street and him and his parents had to walk in the street and get mud splashed on them from cars because white people were walking on the sidewalks. When you can identify a world like that, what someone says couldn't possibly have any effect on your day. Yeah, I, you know, I think and, you just hit on a real valid point. That's exactly it, man. They, The kids today, they just don't know. <laughs> they, they don't know real suffering. Some do, don't exactly. get me wrong. Exactly. Some do, some still over there, you know, West Side, South Side, Chicago, all that stuff. But, but you know what I'm saying? As as kind of a, a whole, by and large, by and large, exactly. Yeah, they don't know real suffering because I I want to tell you something, Trap. Because people look at me, and they go, "What do you know about suffering? You went and uh, you know, you're you're in this interracial marriage." You, you know, you living up there in the suburbs of Minneapolis, life is good and grand. And, and you know, yeah, it is. But I look, man, and, and this was always my uh, uh, I used to call it my ghetto check back right. in the day, because I would even though I, you know, I was born in Chicago. I think I was five when when mom moved us here. But I would mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. go back to Chicago for first off the entire summer. Literally okay. two days after school was over, I was back in Chicago until about a week before school started from age five to almost to about 14, I, 14, 15, I okay. think was the last time that I would okay. go down there for the whole summer. And then I would go back, you know, two, three times during the year. Right. So in a sense, break. it was like I never left. Right. Right. And when I'll tell you what. I was over on Garfield and Western. Okay. Because my grandmother moved over to the south side after my mom moved up here. So she left the west side, moved over to Inglewood, where it's all going down right now, 57th and Morgan exactly. Avenue. Yeah, I was just about to say, 55th Street. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yep, yep, exactly. And we were, my uncle uh, had polio. So he was okay. disabled. And although he could drive a car at the time, he did not have a car. But he was the cool uncle. He took me everywhere and stuff, but we did a lot of public transit. So this particular trip, we had to take the 55 bus over to Western and wait there. And that was about Mm -hmm. a block inside, quote unquote, the white neighborhood at that point. Yep. And man, I want to tell you something. It was probably about 10, maybe 15 minutes till that next bus came. But for all the times we were called nigger, 
Tar Baby, this and that. I mean, I I almost crawled under that bus stop. That's and I mean, dude, I was scared because the red lights would hit, and then these people would start, and I I was like, somebody's going to come after us. This is Chicago. This has happened yeah. before. You know, so to Man. sit there and and but that was my check because Minnesota was a little more progressive on the racial scene. You know, blacks mm-hmm. up here were never. Um, a large part of the population still really aren't compared to the big picture. You know, when I was a kid, I think it was maybe 7%. And, you know, so that's just what it was, man. I mean, people go, oh, well, you know, why did you date all, you know, you, they looked at dating interracially up here as that forbidden fruit scenario. And that wasn't the case. It's just, look, Jenny down the block, that's just who's here. I mean, there ain't no black women in the neighborhood for the most part, you know? But um, going back to Chicago and dealing with real racism and coming back here and setting people straight, you know, because people, the racism I would say that was up here was a lot more subtle racism. Mm -hmm, But people mm -hmm. just, until you experience real stuff, like I tell my kids, if I took my... You know, if I took my son back to, you know, show him where his great grandmother lived over on 57th and Morgan, he, he might not even get out the car. Sure. <laughs> and right. I probably might not blame him, to be right. honest with you. But, you know, right. I mean, they just, you know, they're they're entitled. They haven't seen what past generations also haven't really educated themselves. Some kids have, but on just the past uh, indignities that have happened in this country and not just for, for black folks, but for all folks. Exactly. But nowadays, I mean, we see it in our own kids. You know, I, I, you know, my wife and I, we, we talk about it all the time with ours. And I see it when my kids are interacting with their friends, man, it's just a whole different world nowadays. H rap. Hey man, I get it. I mean, Hey man, it's like, like I, I remember, I don't know if I was on my show, we were talking about it or, somebody else's show and I mentioned the racial tension in Chicago and people did not believe it. But you know why they, H rap? I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I have a real good point of view on that because when people go to Chicago, what do they do? They're a tourist. They go visit tourist areas. So they're in the loop. They're downtown. They're over in Wrigleyville, you know, getting smashed, drinking Budweiser's before exactly. they head over to a Cubs game. Um, you know, they're going to the Museum of Science and Industry. They're on the lakefront. But when you get in and, you know, start going into now back in the 70s and 80s, I had to check this one out. My aunt or excuse me, my cousin was a student teacher, black lady, right? South Chicago in Bridgeport. Mayor Daly's home stomping ground. I was just about to say that, man. And dude, that you, you talk about being called the N-word. Me and my grandfather would go pick her up. She taught summer school one summer over there at some school. Um, and so we would go pick her up probably about one or so, I think, somewhere in there. And just waiting in that car as kids and, and people just walked by on the, on the sidewalk and would stare. A couple of them came over, kind of banged the window. I mean, it was just crazy. Crazy what's happening. <laughs> I'm to hey man, I remember I remember leaving the White Sox games eighty two, eighty three, and they were night games. Ooh. And uh 
if you caught the bus going towards Ashland or in the west going west, the white guys would throw bricks at the bus in Bridgeport. And we're mm-hmm. talking about the 80s. I remember in the 90s, you probably remember this, when that reporter uh, had said something about Bridgeport. He was a sports reporter, said something about Bridgeport, and the guys in Bridgeport beat the hell out of him, put him in the hospital. So people assume that Chicago is this metropolitan area and everybody is uh, all friendly and it's all good. But now Chicago is rife with racism. And we, you know what I refer to it as? I was like, the racism in Chicago is the drunken uncle that nobody talks about. Exactly. And and here's the thing. I... It's gotten better. You know, I mean, it has gotten better. I can go into, you know, different neighborhoods now that in the 70s and 80s, you couldn't pay me to go into. Yes. But there are still a few areas, you know, like you go to New York, you know, Bensonhurst Mm -hmm. is still there. Might have changed since, you know, back in the days where, you know, they were running Spike Lee out of there and all this. But. Same thing in mm-hmm. Chicago. There's still a few areas, man, where it's like, look, you don't necessarily want to be over here, and yeah, at all, you, at all. And I'm, sure, you know, we can go across a whole bunch of different cities. Me and Atrap just talking Chicago because that's where we're from. But um, I hear you, man. And you know, and these kids nowadays, you know, they they just look at you like you know they're the the you know Prince Harry from England or something. Exactly. And, and you just, you know, I, there are so many times I, I, I told my son, I'm like, Justin, if I took you to Chicago where I spent, you know, the majority of my time, I told him, I said, I'd give you $200 to walk one block. block. I'm dropping you off on this corner. I'm going to drive one block to the other corner and I'll have the car there and I will come out the car. I'll be sitting on the hood waiting for you. I just want to see you walk that block. Hey, let me tell you something, Vince, man. This is how you know uh, the community has gotten soft. I, that your, your grandmother's neighborhood. I used to date this girl. Uh, this is 1995. When my car broke down, right? Mm-hmm. I used to date this girl who lived on 55th and Justine. Oh, and yeah. Just okay. how, so just to show you how, uh, um, how tuned out and how we just tune these, how we tune out pure danger. That's why last week I was talking about some of these football players made me some psychological assistance, like some therapy, some talk therapy. I was like, because just to show you how I had just blocked out what, how dangerous the world can be. 55th and I get off at 55th and Ash, I get off at 55th and Justine. It is a man. He's about 6'3", about 300 pounds, waving a nickel-plated desert eagle i'm so cut off to how dangerous this is i literally said this i swear on my dead mother's soul i did this i said excuse me and kept walking past and he got out my way like oh yeah all right bro he is (laughs) waving a desert eagle and looking back i'm going what the hell was wrong with me man and when you have those kinds of experiences Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you guys would not even, when a reporter says something, y'all like, you like, shut up, whatever. Right. 
You know, and that's the Bro. thing too, because not only is it the players, it it is the media. Media yeah. see now in this age of the of you know ESPNs and everything else is the media are the stars as well. So now they got their social media accounts yeah. coming after you as the player now too. So now it's not just the fans, now it's the media who you're trying to avoid, but you got Stephen A. Smith still calling you out on Instagram. You got Nick Wright on Fox Sports still calling you out on Twitter or whatever the format is. Right. So, I, yeah, man, it, it's crazy. Um, H-Rap, let, let me ask you a couple sports questions here. Let's go. All right, man. So NCAA tournament happening. Again, this is H-Rap um, joining us as well on the uh, Sports Done Right show. What do you think of the tournament so far? Any you know big surprises for you, or is everything kind of playing itself out according to plan? You know, what are your thoughts you know so far? I, I cheer for the underdog every year because I, with this one and done situation, I do believe we are getting closer and closer to a point whereas these schools who continue to recruit just the the blue or the big time athletes and these one and done they are going to fall by the wayside at some point, and then we will get uh, a Minnesota versus a uh, a Minnesota versus a Wichita State. That's what I'm rooting for every year. Right. So uh, it, I was very excited about that Duke game. We, we, we are really one miss layup away from my goal, getting these blue bloods knocked out of the way. But Vince, I call this my. Uh, that's why the name of my show was "The Recharge Is Working." The NCAA uh, tournament recharges my sports battery. So I, yeah. man, I I get into this every year. I enjoy every moment of it. This is my time. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in sports heaven right now. You know, so am I, man. I, the one thing, and you know, we're very excited first off because the Final Four is going to be in Minneapolis this year. So okay. Okay. You know, town is already, you know, on fire, getting set up. I can't wait for this to come through, trying to get some tickets that I can afford. But, um, you know, I, I just love this time of year, man, just like you said, because there is kind of that perennial hope. You know, just like that the, there's happened here with the Murray State kid and Johnny Dawkins' son, there's always going to be right. one or two new stars that are going to gravitate and, and catch our attention. And by the way, these two cats probably earned themselves some nice contracts all of a sudden now, too. Yes, sir. And, you know, there is that thing about taking down the big boys, taking down the Dukes and Kentuckys and the North Carolinas of the world. And, you know, the one and done format. And, you know, obviously, too, with what we used to call the mid-majors, it's almost kind of disrespectful calling them that now because so many of them come in these tournaments and, and have success. So... That's the one thing about the NCAAs, man. It, it is just, it's a lot of fun, a lot of pride because of the, the different schools and, you know, geographic locations. But like you, I, and, I've, and that's a really good way to put it too, A-Trap, is it does recharge my sports battery. Because, you know, we're coming yeah. off a long NBA season where we're kind of talking the same things over and over and, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. all that. So, yeah, man, I'm very excited and who do you think is going to be in the final four? Or maybe, maybe here's the better question. Who would you like to see in the final four? And if you don't got four teams or just a couple, uh, of them, let me know who you'd like to see. 
you know what? I will have to look at my bracket in because I know my bracket went to hell immediately. I mean, I may as well just set that thing on fire. But uh, <laughs> I would like, even though we, you know, we were just kicking Izzo while he was down. It would be nice to see Izzo in it. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm still a fan, and uh, so it would be real nice to see him in it in the final four. It would be nice to see a Gonzaga make it. It would be nice to see. Uh, what, you know what, Houston, I like to see Houston on, on uh, because, you know, old school five slammer jamma. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Coach Johnson down there too. Yeah. Uh, Florida State. Anybody but the Blue Bloods. I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Anybody. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not angry at the Blue Bloods, but I'm just, I, I, I'm just ready for something different. And if yes. we can get something different, I'm good. All right. Hey, let me jump into this chat room real quick because we got to welcome the man from Little Rock, uh, Big L, in our chat room. Vince, tell H-Rap Isaiah Thomas is not a top five player all time. Facts. Yeah, he not. I, I told Big L, if I ever had that argument with him again, it would be like I'm acknowledging that Isaiah isn't. So, okay. If you want to have that conversation, Big L, go to the mirror and have it. Because <laughs> I'm not having it. Exactly, man. Now, he also brought up something, too, I wanted to talk to you about. Arkansas beat the hell out of Kansas the other night. Uh, you know, Charles Barkley's very excited. I would love to see Auburn get to the Final Four. I mean, you know, football, they're great. You know, they, they've been running into Bama, unfortunately, the past few years. But, man, right. that would be something in basketball to finally kind of get it back and, you know, uh, maybe, oh. just maybe help start building a more stable basketball program at Auburn. Actually, I have a I have a beef with that coach. Uh, do you remember Deion Thomas at Illinois? I do, yes. Me and Deion are very good friends, and oh, okay. that coach lied on Deion. Oh, okay. and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ever forgive him. I'm not gonna ever forgive him, bro, bro, Vince, man. Dion literally lived in a house that leaned to the side. Wow. And he told that this dude got some money and tried to set up. You remember the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And Dion is living a pretty good life now, but it's not the life that would have been provided to him if had he been drafted in the first round. He got millions of dollars. Right. Exactly. Yep. And uh, Dion to this day denies it. Uh, I have Dion on my show, so for that reason and that reason only, I don't even say the dude's name out out loud. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, Cedric Galloway here in the Sports uh, Done Right Spreaker dot com chat room. Today's players have to realize they don't have to respond to every comment on social media. They got to learn and to look at it and keep it pushing. Most of these people are just looking to see if they can get under your skin so they can show their followers what they were able to do. H-Rap, one thing too, and I'm kind of jumping back here, but one thing I forgot to bring up is the crew of the players, the friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know I, I call my crew the posse, but you know, that even that term nowadays, you know, remember a couple years yeah, ago, somebody... Yeah, yeah, you know, um, said, uh, oh, that was but, Phil Jackson, wasn't it? Yeah, I was about to say, Phil, Phil created that. He cre- he cre- he started up that fire and created his own hell because he de- defined 
See, people like to act. What well, mainstream media put it out there as if Phil Jackson didn't define posse in that book. Right. He put the definition out there. So when they threw it back in his face, he played victim, and I didn't like that at all. Phil, right. you created that hell. Now, you you know, you, you have to live with it. But you are right. We are oversensitive in regards to what we say. But and now you have friends that are sitting there egging you on. Oh, A-Trap, you going to let Stephen A come at you like this? Oh, yeah. A-Trap, you going to let this happen? Oh, man, you, you got to represent Holmes. I mean, you know? Yeah, exactly. You got all that going on as well. And you know what, though? This is what I said, Vince. If I were Nike, I would get the guys who who had kind of like bad reputations, Mm-hmm. And I would make a shoe for them. Remember that poster, the Air Force with Moses Malone, George right. Durbin, yep. and they should have good guys wear black or something like that. And Nike should market the bad guys, the guys with the bad image. That way, you oh. could wear Nike and say what you want to say on 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 social media. It might be a lot of fun for all of us. You know, I would love to talk to Bill Lambeer right now. <laughs> just oh, man. You know, <laughs> see what he has to say about all this stuff i mean you know the, the the master agitator maybe the greatest agitator in nba history him and you his, know him and his uh, partner in crime rick mahon oh good lord put them in today's nba they'd have these guys in tears man uh, uh big l said uh, New York called no that was Phil Jackson it's in yeah. his book uh, Big L it's in his book he actually said he called them hangers on and he said LeBron James was going to need therapy mm-hmm. hey, so that, and, that's the hell he created yeah exactly and you know personally I thought Phil never should have took that next job but I, I digress let me ask you though since we you know we kind of talk about LeBron here year one in LA kind of a flop you know obviously not making the playoffs and and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. injuries how now now people how injured was he really and just all this other stuff man what do you think about lebron in la and 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 what's have been happening out there you know what man we got i think what it is is a little a little i think it's a combination of karma and uh uh and just that's just the way the ships fall you got Michael Jordan hurt his foot second year in the league. Michael Johnson hurt his knee. Bird hurt his back. Injuries happen. Mm-hmm. Things don't work out the way they need to. They want to. But I don't like. I don't agree with the fact that them crucifying that guy simply because you can't control when you get hurt and when you're not hurt. And to question if someone is hurt, I think that's unfair as well, Vince. If I'm hurt, I'm hurt. If I'm not, I'm not. And no one. And I do mean no one will ever be able to determine if he was or was not hurt. He's never given us like he choked in Miami. Uh, and outside of that, you cannot point to one situation to where you don't think you got your money's worth with LeBron James. Just think about this. Dan Gilbert said he quit on a night that he had 27 and 19. If we, <laughs> if every team in the league could have somebody quit like that, I, uh, you know, it, it, I general managers going, please quit on me. You know, <laughs> you know, hey, and it's funny because I was, a, I came up being a LeBron hater. You know, I'm that old school uh-huh. dude. Why is, why do we gotta, you know, back in high school when he was there? Why do we gotta have these high school games on ESPN? 
Why is this, you know, why am I being bombarded with this dude? And and I knew what they were saying. He was going to be an all-time great, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, me, I'm old school gov. And, you know, I don't necessarily need, you know, this guy to have 12 high school games on ESPN and yada, yada. Then he Uh gets drafted. He comes into the league. And a a friend of mine who was in sales, he had uh, tickets to the Timberwolves games. Great seats, like mid-court, third row. And let me tell you something, Nate Trapp. When he came out there, and I think this was his second year in the league. Second or third, maybe. I don't, either. But the way that young man came in and was the, the floor general, so to speak, and mm-hmm. the way, because now I'm down low, I can hear him calling out plays. You know, you can, mm-hmm. these are the seats where you appreciate that stuff. And it's a whole different perspective. And the command that he had um, from his teammates to his teammates, the way he ran the floor, the way he ran the team. I left, you know, Target um, Center thoroughly impressed and have been a fan of his since. Not a Cavaliers fan or a Heat fan per se, but a fan of his. And, you know, what what he does, you know, off the court and then building the schools and helping the community and and so on. So I have really come to appreciate LeBron and, and what he's been able to do. Now, I think there's a little bit of truth in some of the naysayers in terms of maybe how he does some of the things behind the scenes and how he might position some people and maybe a nudge here to the owner. Eh, not my favorite coach in the world. You make your own choices. But what superstar player hasn't done that before? Thank I mean, you, my, my favorite Thank player you. of all time, Magic Johnson, ran Paul Westhead out of L.A. Bird ran Fitch out of there. It, it's bingo. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and on it's and on and on it goes. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's why, I, you know, it, it goes back to the social media thing. And we pretend. I did a thing on my show the other day just showing Stop saying we've never seen this before. Oh, we've never seen Steph Curry before. Yes, we did. We called him Chris Jackson, or we called him Pete Maravich, which is which both are better versions of Steph Curry. We've never seen Clay Thompson before, a defender who who had a great jump shot. Yes, we have. We called him Joe Dumas. You know, so you know we've seen this before. Stop acting as if uh, we've never seen a six ten guy who could shoot from distance. Yes, we have. We called him Bob McAdoo. You know, it's it's just people act as if we uh, uh, have never seen these things, and I don't. I, I've seen them, and I really, I think, I actually believe Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors saved the league because it was a one-on-one situation, and it was starting to become boring. And they bought team basketball. They bought good-looking team basketball back. So I don't begrudge Steph Curry, but I just get tired of the media acting as if we've never seen this before. And that's why, like, on my Instagram page, I always, uh, I always uh, 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 highlight old school players. That's and, the very you reason know, I do that. Yeah, and that's that's very cool. And I, it's something I need to start doing, too, because, you know, you got me thinking Joe Dumars, uh, Vinny Johnson. Um, right. You know, just these these old school players knew their roles you know, Vinnie Johnson could have went on any other team outside of Detroit and, and been a starter. Exactly. But I got a man for you. What happens if Fat Lever play in New oh, York and get the same triple doubles? Right. Oh, <laughs> Fat Lever, man. Yeah, man. So when they keep telling us, oh, we've never seen this before. Yes, we have. 
uh, by the way, uh, we've never seen Clay Thompson before. Me and you didn't see him, but Rick Barry sounded a whole lot like Clay Thompson, if you ask me. Just an underhanded free throw? At underhanded free throw at 90%. Maybe maybe that's who LeBron needs to uh, go call, you know. Hey, get Rick Barry on the phone. Let, and let me ask you, A-Trap, and by the way, I want to say what up. We got some new folks joining us. First off, the one and only Reggie Dollars. DJ Dollars and Cents, Reggie Lawrence, uh, co-host of a, a show we got to get going again, uh, the Sports and More show with me and him. But what up, Big Reg? Thank you for coming through here, man. And, um, you know, Reggie is my man. We I give I get him with the short jokes, but Reggie's my man. And I know he, he's probably going to be calling in here after I come back from my first break here after I get done with A-Trap because I know he's going to want to talk Pittsburgh. Uh, the Chief Rocker jersey, Vern, always a... Uh, um, on the Mount Rushmore of Sports Done Right guests. So appreciate you coming through, Chief Rocca. Um, A-Trap, before I get you out of here, man, a um, couple quick things here. NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL proposing all kinds of some rules changes and stuff. How do you feel about when you watch an NFL game? Are you... Just how do you feel? Is there too many timeouts? Do you hate the replay breaks? What would be your uh, suggestion for the NFL to maybe make their product a little more watchable? Even though they did have uh, a stellar year ratings-wise this year, finally. I, I, I spoke on this today on my show. I, I'm tired of them catering to the Fairweather fans. Because you know what? Vince Wright, HRB, Chief Rock Jersey Vern, Big Air Ninja, we watched those games when we were younger, and it was bad calls. And we just said, okay, remember, when we play sports, what, what was our coach telling us? One play doesn't determine if you win or lose. And now we're, we're all into uh, instant replay. It's not a perfect situation. I want, I want the plays to keep going uh, bad, uh, to be honest with you, Vince. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because then sports done right, got a conversation. Chief Rocker got a conversation. Ninja got a conversation. h Rap got a conversation to have. So I don't mind it, not because we, own, we have shows, because it's just what we do in the barbershop, man. Uh, if this wouldn't have happened, that would have happened. So what? I don't. I don't need my sports to be precise. I just need them to be entertaining. Bad calls happen. Patrick Ewing three goaltenders. Some of those one goaltender. Uh, uh, I mean, we can go through the list of if if they would have called it. Okay, if we gonna do this and replay, should they have gone back and called uh, the push off on Michael Jordan, and then he'd be six or five or one in the front. It's just the way it is, man. I, I don't get this quest for perfection in sports. It happened, so what? Let's keep watching and enjoying. Point blank, period. No, I totally agree, man. A trap, hey, man. I've look, bro. I've kept you on the phone for over an hour. I think here, man. Oh man, I enjoyed it. Hey, we're definitely gonna do this again. Thank you so yeah, much for, 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 you know, first off, tuning into the show. Thank you even more for, for joining and and really making this show very special. I, you know, you were actually the perfect antidote for for this show. So thank I thank God that he led you to sports done right tonight. Oh, Tell man, the people listen, where they man. can find you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what were you, you saying, brother? I didn't mean to cut you off. I, said, I, I always listen, bro. I always listen. Appreciate that. Uh, I, uh, I'm on Tuesdays on Esquire Radio from, uh, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time until 4, and I'm on Saturdays from 4 p.m. until 7, uh, and if you want to, uh, yell at me and call me crazy, 
You can find me on Instagram at hrap underscore b on Instagram and Twitter. We can have a good time. I like talking sports. Hip hop is my favorite music. I like just acting. I'm I'm a nut. If you want to act crazy on the internet, I'm your guy. There you go. It's that simple. All right. Thanks for having me on, man. Keep keep up the great work. Appreciate it, and you as well, man. And I cannot wait to check you out. Have a good night, hrap. You do the same. All right. Peace. The one and only, the one and only H-Rap, you guys. Let me tell you something. Um, One of the best out there. One of the best hosts out there doing it. Um, Let's do this. I'm going to take a quick break here. going to reset. Reggie, as soon as the break is over, I'm going to clear the phone line for you to call in. Um, I got to get a a quick break in here as I want to try and be done a little after nine. I got some stuff I got to do work-wise. But yeah, man, great, great, great call by HRAP. And I appreciate everybody in the chat room. I wish I could have got the more chats, but man... Just feeling it with my Chicago homie, man, H-Rap. So um, definitely good to hear some of this. You know, we are in the same neighborhood, same locations, doing our things. Um, Dollars and Cents says, I find it interesting how people do zero research. They diss Gilbert, but they do research on how many jobs you created and how he helped the inner city. And then that's over in Cleveland. So Reg, hold that thought. Uh, Give me about... Five minutes here. Going to run some commercials, run a quick song. We'll be right back. Sports done right. Hey, what's happening, everyone? Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. And when I am chilling in the executive mansion, my radio is always tuned to the Kicking It With KC show. When I need to find out what's happening on them streets in the ATL, I'm always tuned in to KC Ingram. Spreaker.com, 2 Live Studios Radio, also xsquadaffiliates.com. Make sure you're checking out my main man, Kesey Ingram. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani, J.B. Bodie, and of course, my man, Lopan, on the thewaitaminuteshow.com. Ain't that right, Lopan? This is a podcast. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, chilling with Mr. Cabal himself, Jersey Vern, the chief rocker. Jets, Giants, Rangers, Knicks, Islanders, my main man's got it covered. And plus, he's from New York, y'all. Start spreading the
He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. 
with the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you live and direct. I recognize it. The two. The 269, I know this number, the one and only, Little Half Pint is back. Reggie Lawrence, what's up, mofo? Uh, There we go. I'm doing good, brother. How's it been, man? Way too long, way too long. I I like that cute little uh, um, uh, manly dog that you had a picture of. Oh, boy. How about that, huh? Reggie coming right out the box, as usual, talking crap. (laughs) I ain't going to talk about his skinless cats. I ain't going to talk about how he towers over first graders everywhere. I ain't going to talk about how he plays handball alongside the gutter. Reggie, I love you, brother. How have you been, man? Way too long. Good to hear your voice. I've been fantastic, man. Fantastic. Um, how you doing, man? Probably about as good as your boy, <laughs> all your Minnesota teams, man. Well, <laughs> straight tra- you, trash. Well, you know, we'll hold on. We'll get there. But first off, mm-hmm. Reggie, the fashion pimp Lawrence, gave yours truly finally a compliment on my birthday. Loved the shirt I was wearing. See, I told you I could go there, brother. It was da- dapper. And you, you, Finally, cut off your uh, what's the dude, the old ass basketball player for the Knicks? What's his name with the jacked up goatee? You finally trimmed your oh, goatee. What's the oh, dude that? Oh. <laughs> Listen to him. What's that dude's name that was taking shots with LeBron? The uh, the old geezer uh, with the Knicks. The <laughs> <Your> old geezer. <laughs> <laughs> you was looking tight for your birthday. About damn time, man. I, well, like I like I told you, man. Honestly, it was all Angie. She was like, dude, because. I don't put my business out there, but that was a hundred and fifty dollars shirt, and I no. used to, you know, you know, dropping one fifty for a shirt, <laughs> a shirt. Yeah, yeah right? you need to definitely uh, wear it multiple times, man. Oh yeah, you can't wash it; it's got to be hand wash. You know the whole thing, man. So, um, oh, but, but, I, but you I got, you, you'll spend you'll spend money on your twenty different teams that you root for. Oh. <laughs> Reggie's out the box tonight. All right, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go there for old time's sake. We're gonna go there. I'm queuing up the song right now. Hold on. I know. I knew it was coming. <laughs> hey man, but What's seriously, good, man? Reg, while I'm yeah, queuing yeah. up the song, yeah. talk to me, man. We'll get to the Pittsburgh Steelers because I know you're jumping oh. at the bits there. But so far, nah, man, you know, nah, I don't have hold, to, hold your thoughts. No, hold your thoughts on that. No, because I, I want to ask you about this NCAA tournament first. Because you're up there in Michigan, um, you know, you're an Ohio State guy. Um, you know, you got you're in a state where both of the teams might be going off against each other real soon. Here, how do you feel about yeah. you know the tournament? Like I asked H Rap, um, is it kind of going to how you thought it was going to go? And you know, just what are your thoughts so far? Um, I, I, I will say this. I think the this has been one of the worst officiated 
tournaments that I can recall. I mean, they are absolute horrible. And I still don't understand why you got college kids getting five fouls, but yet you have professional NBA players getting six. And then you have, I mean, with five fouls and then the way these officials been blowing calls, missing calls, it really takes, you know, a star player out of, of the, uh, of the game. And it really hurts the game, hurts the team. But I do uh, feel that it's actually going the way that we thought the number ones and number twos are in there. Right. So um, it's very, very entertaining. I think it's going to be a great uh, elite eight slash fan uh, final four. And then the championship game also. Yeah, man. You know, I, I wasn't real thrilled with um, three ACC teams being number one seeds. They're proving me wrong so far, obviously. But I kind of agree with you. It's kind of playing out how I thought. You know, Murray State had that nice opening game. Um, you know, there's a, a couple new players we're talking about now that always happens in the tournament. But, um, you know, you got Michigan State. You got Michigan. Um and by the way, Ohio State for a minute there as well. Yeah, they look decent, actually. I, they got further than I thought they would. Okay, two-part question. First on yeah. Ohio State, since that's where you're from, how do you think the program is progressing there? And then number two, give us just kind of that uh, man-on-the-ground scene in Michigan with both Michigan and Michigan State being so good and, and possibly – might be playing each other for a championship here you know, in a couple weeks. Yeah, I highly doubt that's going to happen. But from the Ohio State thing, um, they're actually doing very well. Um, they have a class coming in next year that's supposed to be outstanding. So um, Dana Altman has taken over, and I, I had said that it was time for my man to go anyway, the previous coach. Um, but Ohio State's going to be looking good, honestly. Uh, next year, they got a really good class coming in. They made it further than I thought with a bunch of just kind of scrubs. They got these Wesson kids, him and his brother. Um, so they did really well. They didn't have a true point guard or anybody, a go-to guy. Now, as far as the Michigan, you know, everybody's getting all excited up here. But here's the deal. I, I, I Michigan's always solid. They don't uh, take any of the one-and-done guys for the most part. They have a really good coach, Beeline. Excellent coach. I think he's top five. I mean, he constantly makes players, you know, people you never heard of. Michigan State is injuries. Um, they're missing one of the best players who's been out. I, in my personal opinion, I think they're going to be done. I don't. Michigan State's missing their best player. He had broke his hand or something like that. Um, so I, I, I see them going out to more athletic teams, especially Michigan. Michigan State does have a chance with that side of the bracket, but they're going to be playing Duke. And so I don't see it happening. I, I just don't see them having enough athletes to get it done. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. All right, man. Well, let's talk about these Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Well, hold on. It, oh no, go ahead. If you don't mind. Not quick, at all, if man. you don't mind. My show uh, is your show. And by the way, real quick, let's just welcome Reggie back with one of his favorite songs. <laughs> it's playing. I know Reggie may not be able to hear it, but here's our wonderful opening. Randy Newman, short people. <laughs> Bring me back the memories, Reg. Bring me back the memories. See you with talk people. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. Damn you, Vincent. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, man. Hey, man. <laughs> 
But I'm sorry. What were you going to say, though, before we start uh, start in on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, I will say I am definitely enjoying the karma that is what's happened to LeBron James in L.A. Uh, yeah. And by the way, the folks, dude. Reggie is from Cleveland, so the, so let the man preach. <laughs> and I and I did pay for the NBA League pass to watch my Cavaliers. They were atrocious. Uh, LeBron James has done more than even Derek Jeter up here, but I'm saying as far as helping the community or whatever, but it's karma. He did the same thing in Cleveland, forced people out. But the only guy I just wanted to push back on, I am not a Dan Gilbert fan at all. But what people typically do, they speak out of emotion and they don't speak out of fact. Actually, Dan Gilbert has done more for the city of Cleveland, the inner city of Cleveland, than any Cleveland owner. And he's, you know, LeBron James has done a lot too, but we're talking about Dan Gilbert has done a lot for the city of Cleveland to renovate, giving jobs, um, a lot of stuff. So everyone trashes Dan Gilbert and talks about, oh, he's just racist, this and that. I, he's an owner that was upset. He got jilted. He got dissed. And he made a poor, you know, and he said some shit that he shouldn't have. But that's I just want people to know this. If they were from Cleveland, if they did any research, they would actually understand that he has right. really contributed to the revitalization of Cleveland, whereas he could have took his money somewhere else, and he has helped quite a bit not saying he's this all great guy but he's not what everyone tries to make him out to be that's a very fair point i mean i don't live in cleveland you are from there and you still get back there and you got people there so you are definitely qualified to speak on it man so all right reg let's get to it man pittsburgh um a a year of some very interesting things antonio's gone Big Ben catching heat, and for the first time, probably in a maybe ever, the head coach is catching some heat. And I know Reggie's going to sit there and go, I told you so. But tell us so, Reggie. Why did you tell us so? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because, like, again, um, being a diehard Steeler fan and going, being a partial season ticket holder and watching every single game. You just know and you hear about the things that go on. He is a very good spokesperson, very eloquent. And when he first started, that's remember, he had his Minnesota Vikings ranked 20th when he was a coach there. He got the great opportunity of the Rooney Rule, which is awesome. He got a job. You know, he did well, but he, he majority of those players were from another coach mm-hmm. for the first Super Bowl. About 97%. Second Super Bowl, about 80%. Since he's had his own guy, has done nothing. And like I've always said, is that leadership starts from the top. And when you let players do whatever, it seeps down. There is no discipline. And now it all comes out that he basically let the players do whatever they want, especially the star players. Okay? So that, that eventually comes back to get you when you let your star players do whatever they want and you're all talk, and you don't win, with the exception, you cannot be great if you have a losing record to sub-500 teams, period, point blank. And it's all come out now that he allowed his best players to do whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, including Big Ben. And the one and only Reggie, DJ Dollars and Cents, Reggie Lawrence out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. One and only uh, co-host, by the way, of the Sports and More show. We're going to get that back on 
on the air as well. Um, yeah, I agree. Excuse me, I got, I got this raspy voice here. Reggie, let me ask you about Antonio, man. Um, Antonio Brown, do you, just the whole scenario, the way it went down, um, obviously he wanted out. What are your thoughts on that and, and how he handled it and maybe how the organization handled it? So the truth be told, is I, I, um, there's a couple of things. He was out of guaranteed money, all right? Now, okay. um, obviously, you remember that vicious hit that he took by Vontez Burke. And, I mean, that could have ended his career. So, yeah, he, he he was out of guaranteed money, so he wanted more guaranteed money. But the other thing is is that, you know, we all know about being disrespected. It really rubbed him the wrong way that how Ben was acting and, and, and you know, embarrassing him and, and whatnot in front of everybody. And um, so he decided, you know, he had had enough. Now, me personally, I, I'm all for him wanting to get his money. I wish he would have done things a little bit different, but um, he played it how he should have. He ended up getting guaranteed money, and he went he got, uh, he went where he wanted to. Um, I think that Colbert is is old. He needs to go, and he got taken to the cleaners by a rookie GM by rookie stuff. He made rookie moves. They they were so upset that they didn't want to pay this guy two million dollars. So they say, give us your final offer by such and such date. It was just horrible all the way done. I don't blame AB. I blame, really, um, the GM more so. You know, obviously I blame the coach for letting me get there. But, nope, not, I'm not upset at him at all. I do the same thing. Well, let me ask you this because um, and we got some chat going on here. Big L, um, excuse me, actually, Grego says, damn, Dollar's been right the whole time. Big L says, does Big Ben have anything to do with it? What are your thoughts on the quarterback? Um, Big Ben, Big Ben has a huge amount to do with it, but but, but again, I'm going to put Colbert, I'm going to put Big Ben, and I'm going to put Tomlin, because again, Tomlin, everybody was like, he's this great leader, blah blah. He could have set Ben down. You remember Ben uh, decided to ride his motorcycle without a helmet. He was raping right. these girls allegedly. allegedly. So yeah, yeah. I place a lot of bl- a lot of blame on Ben. You know, but I also place the blame on the GM who comes out and was like, yeah, Big Ben's got 52 kids and he didn't even include his coach as an adult. So, yeah, I'm going to place a lot of blame on Ben. But here's the problem. There is nobody better right now than Ben. They didn't draft anybody. They haven't developed any talent. So, yeah, it's going to be Ben and it's going to be Tomlin and it's going to be the GM. But again, you're a CEO. And if you let your number one sales guy run reckless and do whatever, do whatever, and then all of a sudden he gets in trouble, it comes back on the CEO. So everything rolls downhill. He, he the coach controls that, in my personal opinion. But, yes, there's enough blame to go around. I'm not just blaming it all on Tomlin, but now we, as Grego said, I've been telling y'all, this has been going on for years. You let people get away with doing whatever, and then you want to pick and choose when you want to talk trash about people. Do hey, and and again, folks, we got Reggie DJ Dollars and Cents on the Sports Done Right show here again. This is another Tuesday night edition with Sports Gov Vince Wright. Reggie, let me ask you this: They went in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to say this: They went in the Super Bowl. Did the Rooney family? just kind of turn a blind eye to Coach Tomlin at times and maybe the way he was running things, in your opinion? Um, you know, I mean, obviously winning the Super Bowl is going to, you know, it gets you, you know, um, 
you know, it gets you that, uh, that, um, you know, uh, yeah, you get a little extra, you get that, you know, you get extra leeway, right? Right, exactly. And so I was just wondering because it seemed at times that maybe they just, you know, the Rooney family ownership was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're winning games, you know, we're filling the stadium. Okay. Don't let the great taste fool you. Everybody wants to let this great taste fool them. Like, oh, man, Mike Tomlin doesn't have any issue. You know, he's got no power. The Rooney's never, never um, control the coaches. The coaches have always pretty much had carte blanche with the Steelers, and that includes Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Coward took some heat, but – that is an ownership that has allowed their coaches to pretty much do whatever. Yeah, they, you know, so, Coach Noel back in the glory days, back in the seventies. You know, same thing there. That's that's a good point. Same thing. Players are allowed to kind of do whatever. But what's kind of crazy is I just laugh at this idea that in one of the Pittsburgh's a racist city, for people to actually think that the GM woke up one morning and said, "You know what? I'm going to bring in Mike Vick." I'm not going to consult Mike Tomlin, who happens to be from Virginia as well. I'm going to bring Michael Vick in, old-ass GM in a racist city like Pittsburgh. That's not how that went down. <laughs> so they, that's not – Tomlin was like, yeah, I'm going to bring Vick in. So, yeah, he did get a lot more carte blanche, in my opinion. That was the wrap of that Super Bowl. You bring in Vick. Yeah, you know, Tomlin's doing whatever, you know, and him and Colbert are besties. He got some um, extra – you know, leeway, but what's happening now is the the franchise is getting embarrassed. So now all this stuff, you know, we talk about our family, keep it in house. It's all coming out. And what's so embarrassing is is that none of these players respected him and they've been doing this crazy stuff for a long time. So uh, they just don't want to embarrass him. That's not the Steelers way. They're hoping what I see happening is if he has a losing season, they're not going to renew his contract. And they're praying that if he does have does decent, then they can maybe extend him. But, yeah, they, they're done with it. Hey, and Reggie, I'm going to have – if you have time next week, if I'm able to do a show, I, you got to yeah. come on and just do the co-host thing with me, man. It's so yeah. good to have you back and hear, the, hear your voice again and to hear your takes, man. And and honestly, I just I don't have enough time tonight to get into everything I want to get into with you. No, no but, problem, man. But <laughs> let me ask you a couple more questions here, man. Sure. How much longer do you think Big Ben's going to be playing? Two years. I I give him two years. They're gonna. He almost has to play longer anyway because he's been silent on all this, and and he sucks as a leader. Don't get me wrong; he's a total douchebag. He's got two years, and I think he has to basically this year, next year, to you know make himself to try to get out of this and be like, shit, I ran these guys out of town. I'm gonna you know give give a couple years, and he's done. Uh, that that's where I, I see it happening. He's gonna go by the way of Eli Manning. He about two years. They are gonna restructure his deal. He's gonna probably get a three year, four year deal I, just to help out with the cap hit, and I think he's gonna be toast. Hey, and let me ask you this, Reggie, and unfortunately this has got to be the last question, but we're going to get you sure. back on the next show for sure. But just gut feeling, you're, you know, you're a Steelers super fan. Do they make the playoffs next year? No. Nope. I think, uh, well, let me, let me, press. I think Cleveland's going to win the division. I think Baltimore, you, 
and then you're yeah. looking at it depends on what happens with Kansas City and their receivers. You know, I don't think they're going to make the playoff. That's just me personally, and I think they're going to have a losing season. And then I, yeah, I think Cleveland's going to you know probably clean up because they just don't have necessarily the talent and the coaching. Right. So that's my personal opinion. And then if they do, let's say, have a losing season, you kind of blow it all up and start over at that point. Yeah, I mean, you got some young guys in there anyway, so you're going to need to bring in a, a you know rookie quarter. You got Juju still young. The defense is now young. Um, you got Dobbs. You got the other quarterback from Oklahoma State. So you got Connor. So I think they will just not uh, re-sign Tomlin, and I do think they will start from scratch and get rid of the defensive coordinator as well. Okay, okay, cool. Well, brother, good to have you back. Like yeah, I said, let's, let's, I'll, let's, I'll yeah, you, yeah I will hit you up, and we'll get next week figured out, man. And we'll we'll dive into some other stuff as well that I want to get your thoughts on. But hey, what else is going? Hey, real quick, what what else has been happening, man? Um, seems like you got a new little lady friend there. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm, cool, I'm, cool I'm, lady I'm just time. saying, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's got a one of these uh naked cats too. But uh, Lisa, she's good people, man. Uh, hey Reggie, what time. is up with the naked cats, man? I mean, are you living in a in a pyramid somewhere nowadays? Or nah, listen, man, um, I got my dog Sigma, but he sheds everywhere. So I need he needs a companion, and I wanted a cat that's very very smart. And uh, so these these naked cats are the smartest feline. They don't shed, and um, you know they're they're costly, but they're very very loving and they're very very smart. So that was the main reason I got one. Right on. And Grego in the chat room, the wife away and Vince is at play. Longer show than normal. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody keeps saying that you and I need to bring uh, the Sports and More show back. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We'll get that Even going. Even if it's for an hour or Absolutely. whatever. All right, brother? Absolutely. All right, man. Well, hey, Reggie, thank you for popping on here. Um, good luck with the hairless cats, man. Um, and now that you... Why didn't you say that in the first place instead of talking all this shit on Facebook? See, when you said that, that made sense. That actually <laughs> when do made you, some when sense. When do you ever ask, ask stuff before you just start talking shit? One thing, man, I got to give my man some love. Grego has always looked out for me since day one about Reverend, Reverend T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man. Uh, for for my main man DJ Dollars and since remember he's towering over first graders everywhere I appreciate you brother we love you here in Minnesota and for that we're going to end your call on your favorite song <laughs> whatever man bye <laughs> later man Sing it. The one and only Randy Newman short people. Reggie Lawrence. Man, this has been a a really great show. I want to thank everybody for popping in here tonight, man. Lots of fun. Uh, H-Rap. Everybody, if you want to call into this show, and unfortunately, here's the thing. Before with... The Skype um, interface that's built into this newer version of Spreaker, you could add people to the calls at will. So I could literally have eight people on one call. You can't do that anymore. So when I was talking to HRAP, 
That's why I told Reggie to, uh, that he had to wait because if Reggie would have called in with this version of Skype here, if I would have took Reggie's call, it would have put HRAP on hold. So what I have to do if I want to add people to the call and let's say maybe get three, four, five people on the line, I actually got to dial the number from my end and add the call. So that's the little kind of hiccup that hosts like me are dealing with using this version of Spreaker. It was a lot easier before, um, but now it's just a little bit harder in terms of having these big group calls. Because, I mean, you know, you go back and listen to shows from a couple years ago. I mean, shoot, there, I think one show, we had like five, six people on the line one time. So um, get it together, Skype. Come on. And supposedly they may be working on that, according to them. So, But again, folks, Sports Done Right. Follow us on Facebook, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Make sure you are checking us out on Twitter, at the Big Smooth One. That's me, at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Um, Instagram as well, Sports Done Right there. And also, again, on multiple platforms, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. You can also stream us on iTunes. You can stream us on TuneIn Radio. And you can also stream us anytime you want on Stitcher Radio as well. So if you can't catch the show live, you have ample opportunity to go back to not only listen to sports done right but all the x squad affiliate shows all the all the shows anywhere that's the great thing about podcasting it's when you can listen when you want to listen and that's the best thing man so um let me get into this chat room here again everyone thank you guys so much big l i mean um grego dollars the chief rocker I mean, I'm, I'm trying to scroll as fast as I can here. Cedric, that ninja jumping in earlier tonight. I appreciate that. Um, Chief Rocka. And my main man, H-Rap and DJ Dollars and Cents for two great phone calls. And that's what makes doing these shows fun. So, um, yeah, uh, interesting topic, like I said, um, society and sports. Where are we at, you know, in the age of the Me Too movements, um, uh, just a more sensitive demographic? How does being an old school coach and maybe an old school player and then and a, a fan of the old school, how do you look at it today? So um, great job, HRAP. Great job, dollars and cents. Y'all be good out there. Have a great week. Um, again, check out Sports Done Right on Facebook. And other than that, y'all, be cool, be safe, love one another. We never know how long we're going to be here. So just enjoy life. Don't get, you know, don't sweat the small stuff and don't get hung up on the small stuff. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. And join us again next week. So with that, Tree Taylor, take us home. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. With your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Right.